Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. As we are knee-deep in the holiday gift-giving season, we invite you to take a look at our set of Gapology Inspiration Books. The first edition has been completely redesigned inside and out to match the newest Volume 2 edition that just was released. These books are collections of 52 short inspirational messages designed to give leaders on your list teachable points of view that they can use each week of the year. For more information, check out the books link on our website, capology.org, or just search for them on amazon.com. And as for tonight, Mark and I will be continuing our series discussing leadership rhythm. Tonight, we're focusing in on the incredible importance of building development into your leadership rhythm in order to create a sustainable impact. So let's go ahead and get things rolling with Martinez. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. I made it. How are you? You made it. Good. I'm glad you made it. That's good. What were yeah, you doing? Rainstorm, rainstorm in California, heavy oh. traffic. Uh, couldn't uh, disappoint our team here. So I uh, I kept going, you know. Well, well, I pushed good. on. I pushed forward and, and I made it. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad you did and I'm glad you're safe. Uh, I know traffic's already crazy out that way. Yeah. And, you know, risking lives, our own lives for mm-hmm. uh, our listeners is, you know, part of the job. It's it worth is. it. It is. Life and limb. That's good. Worth it. <laughs> I'm not sure where that phrase came from, life and limb. It's interesting. I talked to somebody the other day that said that our podcast had changed their life. So oh. I realized the importance of what we do. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, uh, that is interesting because, you know, as, as we go through life and we're doing different things, sometimes we don't, I think, give ourselves credit a lot of times for the things that we do. And, you know, sometimes, especially when you're on, this type of type of a platform, you don't always really realize the impact that you can have. Um, but occasionally, you'll hear some, you know comments from different people, and you'll hear the uh, impact that that these uh, podcasts make. I think sometimes we assume that people know, leaders know what we know, and True. they don't. They may True. not. Yeah, and um, it it's significant to them. And we can learn from them as well. But what they learn from us, they may not learn from any other source. And it has has an impact. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I talked to a CEO today uh, who listens to our podcast and really builds his whole leadership rhythm around that. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's just taking a step back, looking at things through a different perspective. So I think a lot of things in life, it's all about the perspective that you have. And and that's one of the things that I try to do on this call is to just bring a specific kind of perspective to whatever the topic is that we have. And and then I, you know, I just hope that the listeners out there, they listen to it, think about their own perspective and, you know, see where 
the things that we share can help to enhance the things that they do. Yeah, I I, I listen to our podcasts uh, when you post them each week, and they are significant to me. Mm-hmm. I listen to them, I hear them, I apply them to my leadership, to my week, you know, to what's going on, and they are significant. I don't hear them in the context of being part of it. I hear them in the context of learning. And I I learned a great deal from listening to, you know, us talk. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. You know, um, and in fact, uh, tonight's topic uh, for our listeners is development for impact. And it's all about creating a leadership rhythm about development um, and developing in a way that impacts uh, you know, your team and helps them to grow and move forward. So, so think about that, uh, that context for impact. So how do we create development? You know, all the different methods in Gapology under the knowledge gap, we talk about training, teaching, and talent are our three root solutions. And I think a lot of those uh, elements fall into what we're talking about here as far as development. Yeah, this is a big deal. So most leaders, I think today, try and get through the week. And, <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. And rhythm is not mm-hmm. part of what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And leaders need a rhythm for their week. And part of that rhythm, a significant part of that rhythm, needs to be development. So what does development look like during your week? You need to figure that out. We, we talked about in Gapology the significance of the top performers having the leaders view themselves as teachers. So think about this. So those of you that have read Gapology, the top 10% of performers, the leaders of those groups viewed themselves as teachers, and they viewed that as one of their primary roles. So development was not an afterthought. It was the forethought. It was put first that their role was to teach, and they developed it as part of their weekly rhythm. So you you do have to look at your week. There's there's so much. There's a lot of work from home now, and and different dynamics. You've got to figure out how to make teaching, if you're a leader as a significant part of your week. It's your role. The team needs to know what you know. They need to learn what you know. You need to develop your own replacement. When that happens, everything explodes. Everything gets better. Things change. So view your week as significant and view your week as a time to teach and develop your team. It is a significant part of your rhythm, if not this the most important part of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two things that stood out to me there, Mark. First of all, when you said forethought, I really do believe that in order to create a, a culture of action, a culture that is driving toward your purpose, you need to set aside time for thought. You need to create that to develop this leadership rhythm and specifically around development. And I do agree that, that most leaders don't, don't look at themselves as teachers as much as they do managers and, you know, 
leaders and that kind of thing. But but looking at through the lens of a teacher, I think that does require forethought and planning because when you're able to do that, when you establish a culture, a teaching organization, a teaching culture, you're building trust with the team. You're building confidence in you and in, in the organization. Um, and you're overall, you're creating engagement by doing so. Yeah. So just look at your weekly rhythm. If you don't have one, create one, own your week and carve into that significant time to develop your team. When that happens, everything changes. Everything changes. You become the teacher, others develop, results get better. Consistently, we found that the top performers viewed themselves as teachers. We learned Gapology from the top 10% of performers. They view themselves as teachers. Their teams outperformed everyone else substantially. That was the game changer. That's where Gapology came from. And it is significant today. It, it might even allow you in today's remote work environment to separate yourself as an absolutely top performer if you create a rhythm around teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Mark, you know, I was thinking, so where would a leader start? So if you're looking at your team and you're saying, okay, I want to create a leadership rhythm around development, what would be some of the things that you'd start with? Well, so underperformers need to be brought up to level of proficiency. So that's often a first, you know, first focus. And that that's correct. Uh, underperformers need to, to level set with the group. But then the shift goes to the top performers. The top performers can teach us things that we don't even know. So they are outperforming us because their behaviors are different. So we need to learn from them. So development from them comes by observation, spending time, listening, and then taking that back to the team. So often those top performers are incredibly invaluable because they're already there and they may be far beyond where we're at as a group in total. So we have to learn from them. So leaders need to be very humble, but also very versatile in terms of moving from what they learn from a top performer to what they teach the bottom performance group to get up to the standard. It, uh, it, it's amazing. So picture, if you, if, you, if you could record the results of your team, picture the bottom performers all becoming average. How would that change the entire metric system? What would be different? It would be incredibly dramatic. And you can literally get there. Picture then the top performers becoming ultra top performers. They can go far beyond that. It's all right there, but it's up to you to manage differently. What Brian and I have found over the years is that leaders tend to focus on the bottom performers. They spend, if you looked at their week, let's say it's a 40-hour week, their week, the majority of the hours was spent on bottom performance. That won't get you anywhere. That won't work. 
So you need to figure out how to spend your time learning from the top performers and applying that to the bottom performance and moving the entire group forward. It, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Sorry for going on so long there. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. One other thing, um, you know, I was thinking that leaders need to do is really leverage the habit ladder. And in Gapology, we've, we've, you know, and on the podcast, we've talked about the habit ladder a thousand times, but uh, it's one of the most significant tools in Gapology. Um, and I just think that that there's so much upside to taking a step back and reflecting on the different levels on the habit ladder to see, you know, first of all, within the training element of somebody's development, you know, what was missed, you know, uh, what needs to be improved upon and whatever, but also for anything that's ongoing development and really leveraging the habit ladder accordingly. So there's a lot of uh, new uh, leaders on this podcast that haven't, you know, experienced the habit ladder at this point based on what I'm seeing and, and who's listening. Can you walk us through the habit ladder real quick so sure. that everyone understands what, what you're describing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's a great point. So uh, the habit ladder is a series of steps that a leader would follow to ensure that um, the right type of development is happening for their team. And it can be certainly applied at the training level. So when you're bringing somebody on board or you're teaching them a new skill, um, you know, that type of thing. But it can also be applied uh, throughout their development process. So so the, the steps are, so the first step is communication. So that's when uh, a, a leader would be communicating something that, uh, you know, they want the, the learner to understand, right? Um, from there, you need to validate understanding. So there needs to be some sort of process where you're checking in, you're making sure that people are understanding um, all the different elements that are being taught. Uh, the next level would be agreement. So, and this is a step that most leaders, most trainers, uh, they miss this step. So uh, you can validate understanding with testing and quizzes and those kinds of things, but agreement is something that's much different. So validating that the the learner is understanding and then agreeing to whatever you're teaching. Uh, And then from there, you move on to the practice element. And so the practice step is the most critical piece of the entire habit ladder and one that is usually uh, cut short. Um, It's one that's not ever built out as uh, robustly as as what it could be. Um, But that practice step is critical. And the key piece to the practice step is that it's not done in a silo, that there's actually some sort of coach there that is providing feedback along the way. So when people are practicing something, they're actually practicing it with feedback to help them grow in the right way um, to develop a habit, which is the final step. And that's really where we want people to get to is that habit level. Wow. Was that you know, good? the habit ladder. That's pretty good. <laughs> the, the biggest miss for most leaders here is that um, when someone is not achieving the expectation, not achieving the habit that you're expecting, you may be the biggest issue. Definitely. You may, you may not have climbed the habit ladder, so they may not actually know how to do it effectively. So you need to look in the mirror 
and say, have I applied the habit ladder? Do I apply it throughout my weekly rhythm? Is it part of my development? When we develop a new process, do I apply the habit ladder? We were so thrilled that a Fortune 25 company, so one of the biggest companies in the world, said that the habit ladder, which Brian and I developed, it was you know developed by you guys, but we we captured it. They said that would be the the starting point of the training cycle for every new process. Well, they were correct. That's that's where you go. You have to achieve habit level in a new process. And when a new process is not working, when there are underperformers on a team, it's likely your issue as a leader. It's you. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror, figure out where it's at, and change it. If someone needs to be terminated and removed from the team, you know, that's your responsibility as well. But if someone has not achieved the habit level of a process, that's your issue. And most leaders, you know, miss that piece initially. Once they learn the habit ladder, they're powerful, crazy powerful. And as Brian described it, it simply goes from communication to verification of understanding, to agreement and commitment, to practice and feedback, and then to habit. And it works. Yep. And in addition to that, it's also been taught to people in Africa, to churches, um, to banking, um, lots of different industries. But when you were talking about it, I started thinking about, uh, you know, one of our colleagues, Bob Vandercook, who has done a lot of work with us. And he's taught that in Africa, you know, to different uh, religious organizations over there. And it, we, it taught just... it. we taught it in, in uh, Uganda. Yeah. And, and the line down the street to right. get into the, the sermon right. was, I think it was a mile long. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that picture that he sent. Of that crazy, uh, when he was standing there and he had the habit ladder written down on the flip chart that he had, I thought yeah. that was just incredible. And it just does so, speak to the fact that this is all about interpersonal human relations. This is regardless of the industry. If you're leading a team of people, the habit ladder is one of the tools that fits. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my kids are grown. Uh, if I had young kids, I would teach them and I would rule by the habit ladder right now. Mm, yeah. My kids Absolutely. are all successful and I probably did the habit ladder without knowing it, but I would do it on purpose because when they learn the habit ladder, success is what follows. We have not seen the habit ladder fail. So for any of you that haven't read Capology, mm-hmm. you need to grab it real quick. It's available on Audible as well and find the habit ladder and understand it because it applies to everything you do every day. Absolutely. So Mark, you know, uh, what else do you think about development when it comes to the leaders themselves? I think yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah. that's a maybe a missing piece here. We haven't really talked about how do the le- leaders develop themselves? Well, I want to go to one thing before that. So it is incredibly important that you have a rhythm to your week, 
and that you spend time with the top performers as well. The mm. other thing that Brian and I have found is that we learn more from the top performers than the bottom. The leader learns more. Wow. What if you were to go and spend a day with a top performer and learn a bunch? How would that affect the overall results of the organization? Think about it. Game changer. Game changer. You don't know everything. Your top performers may actually know a bunch you don't know. They've learned <laughs> yeah. things. They're executing at a different level. So don't forget that time with top performers is critical. The other thing that comes into play is they expect it. Mm -hmm. You don't spend time with them, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Wow, you've lost big time. So as a leader, you need to be the advocate for the top performers and the underperformers. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I was literally thinking that exact same thing. I was thinking about the commitment ladder, which is one of our other tools in there. And so a lot of times those top performers are some of your committed people. And if you don't spend time with them, if you don't devote you know, attention to their growth and development, helping them, encouraging them, challenging them, they absolutely could become more of a grudgingly com compliant person uh, and potentially go somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I guess I guess leadership matters. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should, should write a book. What a shock, right? Leadership matters. Definitely. Uh, but to answer your question, the um, the other thing we found is that leaders that are continuing to develop themselves are significantly higher performers. So just because you got the job doesn't mean you've got what you need to go to the next level and so on and so on. You've got to continuously develop yourself. You've got to look at what you're doing in your weekly rhythm, the topic we're on, to develop yourself. You matter. You're changing the lives of dozens or hundreds of people, maybe more. You need to develop and as you develop, you develop others. So it is significant. You have to carve out time to develop yourself. It's not optional. It's not, I don't have time. No, you have to develop yourself because it affects a lot of other people. And as you develop, everything changes. Yeah, I think there's a couple of key pieces here. Um, when you're looking at how to develop yourself, I think, first of all, certainly look at your... Certainly look at your areas of opportunity. I think that's that's an important part, but also look at your strengths. What are some of the things that you can grow that you already are uh, really drawn to or something that you're you're already performing at a at a good level, but would love to become great in? I think there's a couple of things there. Um, but one of the key pieces I wanted to make on this is that you are setting the standard for the rest of your team. If you focus on your own development, you're showing the rest of your team that development and growth is important. Uh, so wow. set, set aside time for it. Devote time to it. Block it on your calendar and do it every week. Wow. Yeah, people follow the leader. Yeah, totally. When the leader's all about development, they'll be about development. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it does set an incredible example for the team. And we all need to develop. The world changes every minute. I don't know, every day. Yeah, I don't constantly. know. Yeah. What do you think? Every year? Yeah, it's constantly changing. There's always something new, uh, new things to learn. Just thinking about just the past year and, and how many new uh, apps and programs and whatever have come out, you know, uh, just think about the different uh, things even that we've learned in doing this uh, podcast, just, you know, in, in the coaching that we do, working with the teams that we work with, we're learning all the time. Well, and think about this. What if AI replaces you? Yeah. 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 That's coming. You, you better stay ahead of that. <laughs> right. Skynet. <laughs> I, I ask, I ask AI every, every week, what's scapology and it comes up with an answer and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's accurate. Oh, wow. Yeah. So each of us needs to get better and get better mm-hmm. and get better and lead teams that get better and get better and get better. Yeah. And again, those top performers on your team, if you develop them as your replacement, it's not a threat to you. It helps performance of the overall team get better. Everything mm-hmm. grows. And those bottom performers may not be bottom performers. They may actually be middle or top performers. Mm-hmm. So don't give up on them. Give them what they need. Use the habit ladder. It's unbelievably successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when looking at your leadership rhythm, remember, it's all about creating impact in your team. And there's no better way than looking at the development processes that you have built into that leadership rhythm. Leadership rhythm matters. Yep. Well done, Brian. Thank All right. You. Yep. I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, great job, Mark. Yeah, I made it through the storm and here I am. That's good. Home safe and sound. All right. Well, go relax. Thanks for thanks for making it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for the communication. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Talk to you later. Have a good night. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.